Get up with Nick and Hato on hit. Welcome to Thursday's catch up. Catch her upperers. Um, I guess let's just pretend we're friends for the next little bit and then go on with it. Hey? That's what we usually do. Usually we don't say it on the pod though. Well, so you can edit this out. I'm not gonna. I don't like to edit these. I want yeah. to keep it raw, Matt. You edit, you edit these. You edit these heavily. Do you reckon? I think if I did, that'd be better. No. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot You've more You've edited efficient. several of these this week. Oh, there was one this week because you just started talking about real yuck stuff. And it went, it's not the, yuck. Tweaking nips. It's not yuck. It, Part of life. That wasn't the yuckest you're bit. Tr- always trying to censor me. Because you're saying Let's yuck stuff. Let's just get stuff. down to it. It's not yuck. Don't yuck my yum. I'm, I'm yucking it. Your yum is yuck. You're the one that's always like, don't yuck my yum. Put a finger up somewhere. <laughs> you know what? And we move on. And I don't, and I don't shame you for that. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I don't, but I should. Hey, today on the catch up, uh, we want to know what exploded. <laughs> yeah, a little sixteen-year-old uh, Nick who's a bit of a pyromaniac yeah. is having a grand old time hearing this stuff. <laughs> we uh, also speak to the president of the Queensland Teachers Union, Kevin Bates. Yes, yeah. because uh, teachers are beefing with the Queensland government or the Australian government, I should say, at large. Well, specifically, uh, the Queensland government. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you uh, go. They're yeah. beefing with it's the It's more gov. local than that. Good. God right. damn. They're pissed. Yeah. And rightfully so, and to be honest. They're rightfully so. I didn't really know much about it, but uh, Kevin Bates explained it very nicely. Uh, we're talking to him a little, a little later on in the catch-up. Yes, indeed. Uh, a bunch of Queenslanders have gone missing, and you shouldn't care about them. Why? Like normally when someone goes missing, you go, oh, that sucks. Like, let's get together a search party. Let's report them to the authorities. Let's do everything in our power to get them back. I don't think you should be sympathetic towards these currently missing Queenslanders. Why not? Well, I'll tell you in the podcast. Okay. I think you'll agree with me no. that uh, they don't deserve sympathy. In fact, they deserve a more than a slap on the wrist. Slap on the face. Or the bum. A kick in the bum is mm. what I reckon they deserve. A kick at the bum. <laughs> okay, well, we'll do that right now in the catch up. Get up with Nick and Hato on hit. A small business owner in Delaware has done something really heroic. Good for them. Why Mm. are we talking about them? Why are we patting someone so far away on the back? Because, you know, he's a small business owner. A lot of them, they get get messed up, like pushed over a lot, I think. You know, they get the the short end of the stick a lot, you know. Uh, But this guy has really turned the tables. He's a pizza store owner. Great. A guy came up. This is 10.30 at night, right? A guy comes up to him into the store with a machete. Scary. And tries to rob him, right? That's awful. I mean, that that's really scary because you know that like, pizza shops generally don't have tons of workers on later in the night. No. Uh, and so what this this guy's done, he's obviously terrified. Yep. Uh, he's like, well, I don't have any money. Uh, I guess he's not a very good business owner. <laughs> Doesn't have any money in the store. At least told him he didn't have any money. Uh, I suppose just, you're not going to say, I've got heaps of money. I'm not telling you where. Yeah, I guess Uh-oh. so. Uh-oh. Uh, have to find it. <laughs> so this guy's... Got a machete basically to his throat. Oh my god! And what he's done, he has thrown a full mozzarella pizza right in this guy's face, and amazingly, it worked. The guy with the machete ran away. He disarmed <laughs> him with a pizza. He fought a man off with a cheese pizza. How good is that? You hear about in America, cops not getting the job done with guns. They need to start <laughs> arming people with pizzas more. Yeah, this is great. Pizza workers need more pats on the back for mm. being able to handle themselves in high pressure situations. Well, you were a pizza worker, weren't you? Oh yeah, man. I worked in. Does this ever happen to you? Pizza shops for years. Yeah, yeah. All the time you get like dodgy people, people coming come with machetes. They wow. have to fight off with uh, cheese pizzas. Quite one time, I used to like open the store by myself, like ten in the morning, work by myself to like six or seven. Okay, That's when other the breakfast pizza rush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> busy times. Yeah, uh, at the hut. Yeah, and one time I was like 
out the back doing some cleaning. I heard someone walk in. I come back out. There's this guy who's like standing in the middle of the kitchen. Just a random guy. Yeah, he's rummaging through drawers and like ingredients in the fridge and stuff. Oh and I'm like, God. I panicked and I was, I picked up one of those, um, like, you know, the big pizza cutters that used to slice. <laughs> yeah. Those semicircle knives. Yeah. yeah. They like massive knives. Uh, and I picked it up just pretending to wash it. I was like, excuse me, sir. Can I, can I give you a hand? He's like, uh, I'm from management. I'm like, oh. oh, sorry, just no one's ever mentioned that management even existed in this place. <laughs> uh, most pizza places are very dodgy. I thought I was management. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was the boss here. I thought yeah, I was right. running it. He's like, uh, no, what are you, what are you holding there? I was like, uh, <laughs> can I see some ID? And he pulled out. Turns out he had business cards. Okay. And, and he had, um, like, he was, like, wearing a Pizza Hut polo that was, like, hidden by a jacket and stuff. I was like, okay, so you are actually my boss. See, in that situation, I think... He- you're the guy with the machete. You had a big knife confronting your manager. I yeah. think you're lucky you didn't get a cheese pizza to the face. Instagram, Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. There are 185 people missing in Queensland right now, and they don't deserve your sympathy. Wow. Because they are putting you at risk. Normally when someone goes missing, and rightfully so, we get worried, we look for them, we should be. Right now there's 185 missing people. That we're looking for, and yes, we probably should be, but these are garbage human beings. What have they done? These are people that have returned to Queensland uh, recently. They've come across the border, and uh, as per the current coronavirus restrictions, Hato, mm-hmm. they have to go into a mandatory two-week uh, quarantine. quarantine. Yep, in the hotel, right? Yep. They have to just sort of sit around for two weeks, make sure they're not infected. At their own expense. Yep. And uh, what they've done is that they've, as they've crossed the border, and they've given their details to the police and stuff, so that mm-hmm. the police can check up on them. And these 185 people have given the wrong details and just disappeared completely. Wow. They've been like, hey, this is my address. It's a fake address. This is my phone number. Fake phone number. This is my this. This is my that. And they've mm. given fake details. And so 185 people that have returned to our state, yeah, Queensland, that's doing very well in coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, in terms of quarantines and restrictions, they've, they've potentially 185 people who have come from like New South Wales, Victoria, at-risk places. Yeah. And they're not even they're not even going into quarantine. Well, they might be, wow. but we can't prove anything. So they're putting people they're putting us at risk because they don't want to do the two weeks. Jeez. I mean, what do you even how do we even fix that? What do you do? Well, there is of course, as always, the uh, call to snitch. <laughs> the call to dob. Snitches out there. Um, the blatant disregard for the state's health directives has led to this massive call uh, from the Queensland Police Union president, a bloke named Ian Levers to deport the offenders and ban them from ever coming back. Wow. Banning people from Queensland. So so are these Australians or are these international travels or is it both? So it's a combination. Of, okay. It's a combination of people who have been living out of state for quite some time, returning home. It's yep. overseas travelers who have been out of state and are coming back. It is a, it's a mixed match. Mm-hmm. But 185 have said, you know what, actually, these two weeks, nah, we can probably get around it. Yeah. And we should say there are lots of people that are doing the right thing. There are people that are coming back to the state and they're doing the two weeks. Yeah, the majority of people are doing the right thing, doing the quarantine, making sure people are they're keeping other people safe. True Queenslanders, but there are plenty of people mm. coming down from Victoria, for example, and uh, they are supposed to be doing the, qu- the quarantining, but yeah. they're not. And they might have coronavirus. We've seen the second wave hit Victoria really hard. They had over 450 cases yesterday. Yeah. Wild stuff. The biggest so far, I think. And I think the only real thing you can do, as they're saying, is you know if you do hear or know of someone doing this, you should be flagging that. Mm. Like if my family... I haven't seen them in so long. Yeah. I haven't seen your brother in like a year now, right? My family, they're in Victoria. If my brother came up for a visit, I'm sorry, Lachlan. You snitched on your brother. I'm going to perform a citizen's arrest. I will tase (laughs) you. I'll tackle you to the ground. I don't think you could use a taser at a citizen's arrest. I think that's assault. Mate, that's that's how dire the situation has gotten. 
Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Give us a ring right now, 13, 12, 16, and let us know what exploded. Yeah. You and I had are doing a bit of uh, reminiscing about high school before the show this yeah. morning. I was telling you about how there's a kid that I went to high school with. His name was Adam. And he just, he always had the aerosol deodorants, like always like a new can, it would seem. And then whenever the, that can was done, he would, like, rather than throwing it out, just as a bit of a, I guess, thing he did for whatever reason, he would stack them up to the side of his locker, which was against a window. Okay. And he would stack. That's a lot of deodorant. How old was he? Uh, like, like 15? 16. Yeah, 15, that makes yeah. sense. There's one can a day, usually. Yeah. Uh, year you, nine or whatever. Stinky, you're sweaty. And he just stacked them up. And then if, you know, if people else that were, you know, shared the same locker space, had spare cans, they'd throw them to him and he'd just stick them. So there was this wall, essentially, of deodorant cans. It'd probably been a dozen or so, a couple of dozen. Okay. And it was up against a window that was exposed to the sun for many hours of the day. Uh-huh. I remember, like, on a hot summer's day towards the back end of the year when it was getting real hot and sweaty, we were in class, like, one afternoon, then all of a sudden we started hearing this massive boom. And then we hear the bang and we hear another one. And we're just hearing explosion after explosion. All these like pops and bangs and people like the teachers and the kids, we all rush to the corridor and we see at the corner of the room, there's this like all these explosions coming from like the corner of this locker because the cans <laughs> had heated up so much. They started going off. When one went off, another one went off and it triggered another one. And then it co- ended up doing the school like they said that thousands of dollars worth of damage because it wrecked the, like the lockers, which were made of wood. Yeah. They caught fire. Oh my god! It melted the pla- uh, the carpet. Yeah, so then they had to then replace the entire corridor and also shattered the windows. Oh my god! Uh, Adam d- got into a reasonable amount of trouble. Well, it wasn't really his fault. He didn't intentionally blow him up. Yeah, but the teachers were looking. They wanted a scapegoat. Fair enough. They wanted to get him. Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. Maybe you like Adam. You've had something that exploded. Mm, let us know. Give us a call. Uh, Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. That phone number. When things just go bang, baby. We got mm. Ben here on the line with us, mate. What exploded? I had a protein shaker that uh, I left in the back seat of my car. And it, ex- uh, and it exploded? forgot about it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was, I can't even remember how long it was back there for, but at some point it just, yeah, the lid just flew off and it's the most disgusting smell in the entire world. <laughs> how it, does that even happen? Does, was there, obviously there was some stuff in it and maybe, like, gas was made from it? I don't know. How does that happen? It was um, like I'd used it, and uh, like I'd, I'd gone to the gym, and I just I had my protein shake, and then I put the closed the lid back and just threw it in the back seat, and I just forgot to take it out. And just sitting and, in, the, in the sun in the in the hot car, like yeah. yeah. And there was just like because it was milk and like that that protein powder stuff, it just like, fermented just or something. Fermented or yeah, it was, oh, it was so <laughs> gross. Tell us about the stains that are no doubt on your back seat. Oh, dead set. It is just, I mean, I got the stains out, but every time someone sits in the back seat, they, they're like, what's that smell? And I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I play dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Must be you. Hard to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe go, oh, it's protein just because I'm a real, I'm a real uh, athletic, I'm a bit of a gym freak. You, yeah. you guys get it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the call, Ben. 13, 12, 16 is the number. Let us know what exploded. Leon, what exploded, bud? Um, Car. We mate was um, trying to start a car. hadn't been started for a couple of months, and he mm. tipped fuel down. And I was standing probably about a meter in front of the car. Yeah. Um, the carburetor just spat fuel out everywhere while he was trying to start it, and then sure. all of a sudden it backfired. And up I went like a light. You got set on and, fire. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Are you all I right? Did you get? Did you... Yeah, I'm all healed now and everything. I had first degree. 
first and second degree burns on wow. my chest and face. Um, you can pretty much not notice. Well, got a little bit left on my chest, like scarring, but other than that, she's actually cleared up. So what do you do? You set on fire. Do you just stop, drop, and roll? Did you take your shirt off? What do you What do you try and do? Jump into a pool? Rip the shirt off. Rip yeah. the shirt off. <laughs> yeah, Rip the shirt enough. off, but along with that come my skin. Oh, I suppose man. it would singe you pretty What happened to your mate? Well, he was freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> he was sitting in the car. Yeah. He was fine. Oh, in my head, uh, he, he was he like was right fine. next to you and got off scot-free. My no, God. he was in the car trying to start it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was standing about a metre in front of it. I've played with cars all my life. I've never seen a car spit fuel out like it did. Yeah, whole metre's a, a decent sort of way to spit yeah. fuel um, that's on fire. And it just it all seemed to go straight on me, and up oh, I went. Fair enough. Well, uh, we're glad to hear you're all right. Um, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, no problems. 13, 12, 16 is the number. Let us know what exploded. Give yes. us a call. We've got another one coming in here from Mick. Uh, what exploded, Mick? Oh, when I was a kid, I was um, testing out my new fishing rod. And yeah. I threw it over the power lines and I pulled them together. Oh, and, no. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to pull them together. The, the sinker got wrapped around one and, and yeah, I was just yeah, trying yeah. to flick it off and so, I ended up pulling them together, and you should have seen there. It was like, you know, the uh, Powerball ad and the big blue ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was flying up the power lines and blowing up all the, the big boxes on the end of each thing. That I don't know what they are, wow. but yeah. The Transformers, I think. How many of them did you blow up? There was a few of them that blew up, and then the whole block had no power except for me and my mate next door. So you didn't even lose power. That's everyone else did. Scott oh, everyone else did. We didn't lose power. <laughs> does, that, does that implicate you, Mick? Did you get caught out for this? I left the rod hanging there, and it didn't even break the line. So it was just leaning against the... Yeah, right. It was just hanging in the breeze. Well, and, good. you know, I was only a kid, and they just gave it back to me, and that was it. Fair enough. Pretty solid fishing rod then. Yeah, good good way to test it. it. Whoever made that one. Fault. It was probably their fault, I reckon, anyway, because <laughs> the um, power lines shouldn't have been so loose. Yeah, it was their fault. Yeah, yeah they're right. Yeah. <laughs> just hasn't right. Thanks for the call, Mick. No worries, mate. I got Facebook. Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit CQ. <laughs> Everyone reckons their grandma is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon my grandma is the best. Uh, I know a lot of people think the same thing, but there's one grandma in central Queensland right now, Hatter, who might actually be the best because she's copped a fine from the police. Uh, she's gone to the Rocky Magistrates Court. Yeah. She's taken the blame for a crime that her grandkids might have committed. That's a number one nan, yeah, if you right. ask me. For sure. She's willing to do that for them. What do they, what do, they do? Uh, a 56-year-old grandma, um, she has had police uh, attend her home. Mm. Yeah, I think the the word raid might have been used by the morning bulletin. Raided. Raided. They had they went and had a bit of a bit of a door knock and said, "Can we check out the place?" They went in and uh, they found a couple of uh what's the the nice way of saying it? Um <laughs> oh God, herbal I'm... smoking devices. Okay, sure. Um uh, some 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 herbal smokes, yeah. smoking material. I don't know what the smart. They're bongs. She okay. found, they found bongs, right? And uh, they did a bit of now. Whose might these be? And the grandma's like, oh, my bloody teenage grandsons. Yeah, they. You know, they. I've heard. I don't know for sure, mm. but they might. Her grandkids might be on it. Mm. But she's she's never had a drug charge in her life. Sure, and she's uh, copped the fine for it. Really, she's, she's taking the blame. Taking it on the chest, mm. um, which is a. Top grandma thing to do. I mean, is it? <laughs> I think so. She could have, you know, here's their, here's their addresses. Go get them. Yeah, Test them for drugs, you you, you Your Honour. You don't want your grandma to snitch on you, do you? No. 
Mm. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> and if those stitches come from grandma, that's significantly worse. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Right now we are joined on the line by a man who is from our own backyard, born and raised in Biloela. He has become the president of the Queensland Teachers Union. He joins us right now. Uh, Kevin Bates, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. Now, oh, it's a great pleasure. we are hearing that the union and uh, teachers, 47,000 odd who are members of the union, are gearing up for a vote uh, because, uh, to put it politely, the teachers across the state are a little bit pissed at the government at the moment. Why are our teachers uh, so annoyed at what's been going on across the last couple of months? In a nutshell, uh, the action of the government late last term to legislate to stop a pay rise that was due to our members on the 1st of July, that's all teachers and principals across Queensland, mm-hmm. should have got a 2.5% pay increase. Right. Uh, means the government's effectively dipped into the pockets of teachers and principals to the tune of about $100 million. Uh, and I guess anybody having $100 million taken out of their family's income uh, is going to be pretty unhappy about that. And that's really what our teachers are telling us. So yeah. why are they deferring this uh, this? pay rise and when are they deferring it to? Uh, so, the, the, I mean, the logic of it is this. Uh, COVID has had a huge impact on government revenue. They need sure. to save money. The quickest way they can save half a billion dollars, which is what the total savings re- represent, uh, is to reduce the income of public sector workers. So, um, you know, it's, uh, there's a logic there to it. We argue that uh, denying half a billion dollars to the economy is also denying half a billion dollars into the pockets of business. The mm. uh, teachers and other public servants are out there spending money every week uh, sure. on food and groceries and other things that their families need, just like everybody else needs to. Uh, essentially, the deferral is until the 1st of January 2022, so a full 18 months wow. uh, of that pay increase being put off. Now, when we hear about teachers' unions across the country fighting for pay increases, what what's the main uh, reason behind fighting for the extra pay? Because for, as I understand it, it's it's very difficult to improve working conditions, so it's a way of uh, making good on that? Yeah, look, the reality here is that the cheapest option for government is to improve wages. Uh, when you start talking about improving working conditions, so for example, one of the things that we would always uh, look to uh, is to provide more time during the school day where teachers can do the work that's required of them and principals can do the work that's required of them. Mm. Uh, the reality is that costs an enormous amount more because to employ that extra teacher to cover the teacher who's off doing this other preparation work or assessment work or contacting parents, uh, all of that now happens outside of hours simply because the cost of replacing teachers during the school day is prohibitive. So uh, for government, the easy option is a wage increase. So when you look at the logic of um, we pay people more um, because improving working conditions is much more expensive, to then choose to take that wage increase away mm. uh, makes it a double whammy. Yeah, it doesn't really achieve much at all. Now, uh, as a bit of a make good the Queensland government, um, Palaszczuk and co, have offered a bit of a a package that's going to see potentially a couple of extra days leave at the end of the year and a look into the curriculum. Uh, what are the finer details on that? So the, the, there are a number of items, and uh, critically, the, the two days extra leave is certainly being uh, talked up by the government, and we acknowledge that it is meant to acknowledge uh, the work that teachers and principals did earlier this year in a massive effort to move from classroom teaching to remote learning and then yeah. back to classroom teaching in just a few weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something that uh, uh, people will accept on face value as an a, a acknowledgement. Uh, from our perspective, the critical issue is actually about workload reduction. And so we've taken this opportunity in negotiating with government uh, to accelerate processes that were already in place to look at things that we can cut out of teachers and principals' lives 
that don't contribute to kids' learning that will give them some space to do their job better. Am I right in saying that that, uh, part of that includes having a closer look at systems like NAPLAN? Yeah, NAPLAN's an absolutely critical part of this. I mean, I reckon every one of your listeners out there would be going, uh, you know, we didn't do NAPLAN this year. Nobody is missing it. Nobody is saying, wow, you know, we wish it would come back. Uh, We think now the time is right uh, for governments right across the nation to actually say enough's enough. Uh, We've been fighting about NAPLAN for years. Uh, Let's actually shelve it, get rid of it, save more than $100 million a year that it costs governments across Australia to implement uh, and come up with a better alternative. What's wrong with NAPLAN at the moment? Why is it such a bad system? What's happened is the test itself is not wrong. Um, what's happened over time is that the data the test generates is being misused. Uh, and so um, the tests were originally designed to compare one education system to another. So we can say kids in Queensland are doing X while kids in New South Wales are doing Y. Uh, and, you know, I guess as is the want of politicians and then have a rank order about who's the best. Right. Um, uh, tests always have, and the academics have done the studies on the NAPLAN test, always have a margin for error. That means there's there's built-in mistakes um, that you can't be absolutely accurate. And the margin for error around the NAPLAN data is such that even the difference between Victoria, the ACT, New South Wales and Queensland is within the margin for error. That means there might actually be no difference at all. Right. The test could be wrong. So if, we, if uh, the union does vote in favour of the package, uh, if people decide that we don't like it, is it sort of back to square one, back to the drawing board? What's the next option for them? If members reject this uh, proposal from the government, then uh, we revert to a a former position, essentially. Uh, Prior to the school holidays, without any offer on the table, without any proposal from the government, uh, we were contemplating strike action and work bans. Uh, The work bans to, uh, I guess, forcibly reduce people's workload by saying, you know, we're not going to respond to those emails or we're not going to collect that useless bit of information. Mm. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, strike as a protest against the government uh, dipping into people's pockets to the tune of $100 dollars so um you know our members are voting as we speak uh, the ballot opened um earlier in the week uh, and will close on friday lunchtime so we'll have an answer out to schools uh, by uh, by close of business on friday very cool well we are hoping for a quick resolution uh one that is going to be looking after our teachers we know that there are plenty of them listening out in cq we have mm. plenty of schools that are open and uh put really under the pump kevin thank you so much for joining us this morning we appreciate your time great to talk to you Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Hado's High Speed Ha Ha's. Every week we're putting your comedic brain to the test, Hado. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone calls in 13, 12, 16. That's the phone number, by the way. Call in, give Hado a random word. He will turn it into a joke in 30 seconds or less. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's been less than 30 seconds. Yep, and it's always been... You should Pretty always good. have taken all your 30 seconds. You need that time. <laughs> well, it's tough. 30 seconds is quick, all right? Oh, I know. With a, a fairly good joke. One that you might find in a 1001 Cool Jokes sort of book. Yeah, that's the sort of vibe we're going for. Last week was the... Was that well, cappuccino last week? Yeah. Uh, what is a fancy coffee wear? A cappuccino. Not bad. Not good. good. That's the middle and ground. That's mm-hmm. where we're at. Uh, playing with us today is Imogen. Uh, Imogen, you have a word. Don't tell us what it is just yet, but on a scale of one okay. to 10, how hard? Oh, I'm hoping it's only around a three. I oh. would prefer to laugh. 
Okay, sure. I mean, wouldn't we I like all? that. It's good. It's a good mindset to be in. You mm. throw me an easy ball so I can spread joy across yes. central Queensland. We would prefer to laugh. That's been everyone's <laughs> attitude with this segment since yep. the dawn of time. Can't wait till it happens. Uh, all right, Imogen, I'm going to count down from three. Uh, mm-hmm. When I hit you with the go, give us the word. Haddo's timer will start just after that, all right? Okay. Let's get into it. Haddo, is your timer ready? It's ready. Everything's ready. No padding. Here we go. I don't pad. Three, two, one, go. Oh, guitar. Hato has played one of those. Okay. He's always um, banging on about it. I've got a punchline already. I just got to work out the. Hey, your guitar's touched my genitals this Yeah, past I know. Week. Don't remind me that. I'm trying to focus right now. I won't say which bits touched what, but have you played any of the strings lately? Have you, Hato? <laughs> yes. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to think of a joke. Yeah, all right. I mean, we know you're trying to think of a joke. You've got about five seconds left just to, as a bit of a, a by the by. Four, three, okay. two, I got one. Hey, Imogen, uh, why are guitars always so sexy? Why? Because they've always got a G-string on. <laughs> huh? What do you think? Funny or not? <laughs> yeah, that's Yay! funny. <laughs> There's something really aggressive about being funny or not. <laughs> well, I get very nervous. I need to. I need the answer straight away. I don't like waiting. Uh, well, guess what, Imogen? It's a good thing you found that funny because you now own that joke. Yep, that's, is... that's the prize for this segment. You now own the intellectual rights to that joke. You can sell it if you want. You can use it at dinner parties. It's all yours. Do you have any dinner parties coming up? Oh, um, oh no. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm going to have to have one. <laughs> Plan one around the joke is worth it. Thanks um, for calling. That was the Nick and Hato catch-up. Listen live weekdays from 6am on HITS.